At Jiffy Lube, it's our job to keep you moving. With a full range of services from oil changes and tire rotations to filters, wipers, and more, we've got what your car needs right when you need it. So you're ready for whatever's next. Putting you in the driver's seat of car care? That's a job for Jiffy. Are you passionate about your professional future but not sure what's next? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business can take your education and career to the next level with its highly ranked working professional MBA. With flexibility to earn a degree entirely on campus, online, or a mix of both, an MBA from Ohio State is more accessible than ever. To get started, visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. The Exxon Radio Show is heard on radio broadcast affiliates worldwide, including AM 580 CFRA in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, WPUL AM 1590 in Daytona Beach, Florida. KOHI AM 1610 in St. Helens, Oregon. KHRO AM 1150 in El Paso, Texas. And for more information on becoming a professional broadcast affiliate of the Exxon Radio Show, visit www.xzbn.net or call toll-free worldwide 1-800-610-7035. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All-Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, which is right in between the city of Toronto and Niagara Falls, Ontario, on Lake Ontario, smack dab in the middle of the Great Lakes Triangle. Our toll-free worldwide number, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. 
and our website, www.exoneradiotv.com. And for all the latest information on the breaking news of Paragators, www.paragators.org, the breaking news is that the series has been signed on a multi-year contract, so we're really happy about that. The show goes into production in a couple of months, and uh, wow, you know, there you go. My guest this hour is Myrna Lamb. She is a professional astrologer and author. She writes weekly astrology columns and hosts a weekly astrology show in Providence, Rhode Island. Her website is MyrnaLamb.com. And she's uh, also the author of The Astrology of Great Sex. Not ordinary sex. I mean great sex. Uh, Discover your lovers and your own deepest desires. Now, in Astrology of Great Sex, a provocative and eye-opening book, astrologer Myrna Lamb reveals, sign by sign, which partnership truly complement each other, and which ones are likely to burn out. Plus, Myrna backs up her astrological insights with the explicit real-life confessions of the 1,200 men and women she surveyed regarding their sexual turn-ons and turn offs. My biggest one is when my wife says no. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and joining me now to talk about her 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 book, uh, the Astrology of Great Sex: Discover Your Lovers and Your Own Deepest Desires, is Myrna Lamb and Myrna. Welcome to the Exxon. Great having you with us. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> tell it's me, certainly my pleasure. Whatever. Pos- you never did tell me your uh, birthday, you know. Oh, I'm, I'm Taurus. Uh, I'm a Taurus. You're, you're, oh, really? Yes, I am. And your wife is? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I don't blame you. It was a all very right. Uh, all right. She is June, which makes her, I believe, a Gemini. If it's early June. Yeah, it is early June, yes. Yeah, she's a okay. Gemini. So, so are we compatible sexually? Well, you know, I have three categories. Going, going, and gone. Categories that are called successful, uh-huh. categories that are called possible, uh-huh. and categories that are called difficult. You two fall in the possible category. Possible with six kids? No, I guess it's work. <laughs> God, no, can you imagine? Can you imagine if we were in the top category, all the little ones we'd have running around? <laughs> Clearly, um, you know, when I look at your exact chart and hers. Mm-hmm. You see all the factors that make it work. But when you talk about what it means to be a Taurus mm-hmm. versus to be a Gemini, the differences are quite significant. And all I'm right. sure you have found that out through the years. Yes, I have. Stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be back on the other side. We're talking about great sex this hour here in the Exxon. The astrology of great sex, that is. Discover your lovers and your own deepest desires. Myrna Lamb is the author. Her website is Myrna Lamb. Dot com, M-Y-R-N-A-L-A-M-B dot com. I'll be back on the other side of this break. Don't go away. Named one of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the Exxon Radio Show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201-934-8986 
or Skype at elizabeth.joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com. a disease that you would like to alleviate through a natural means? Have you been contacted by angels, ghosts, or even extraterrestrials and want to validate these experiences? Or would you simply like to speak with someone who can help you find your life's purpose? I'm Dr. Joseph Mara, and I'm offering my services free of charge for first-time clients contacting me during the month of April. These free consultations include angel card readings, guided meditations, life coaching, and energy healing. If you have always wanted to explore these types of experiences but were skeptical or simply could not afford them, then take advantage of this free special offer. Contact me through my website, aguidinglight, spelled L-I-T-E, dot com, to schedule your consultation today. Until then, I offer you love, light, and laughter. Welcome back, Exonation. This is the Exon on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. All right, here's some sextrological uh, facts, Exonation. Leos are put off by porn. Libras are turned on by talk. Geminis love kind, all kinds of experimentation. <laughs> And that explains the spaghetti sauce. Sagittarius is the uh, don't fence me in sign of the zodiac. Capricorn loves to cuddle. And Pisces is a vocal lover. Uh, What's a vocal lover? (laughs) One who lets it well be known how much he or she is enjoying the experience. Oh, I see. I thought it was maybe somebody who liked karaoke. I I, I don't know. (laughs) Well, they might, but that's not quite the same thing. Whatever possessed you to write your book, The Astrology of Great Sex? I'm married to a Gemini, he's very into sex. Are Geminis addicted to sex? Some of them are. (laughs) But they're certainly very curious about it in all its forms. So long before I knew him, he had done quite a lot of studying about astrology and sex himself. Actually, not so much the astrology end of it, although he was a believer, mm-hmm. but he had read just about anything you could get your hands on, going all the way back to Kinsey and, really? and some of the earliest of writers, uh, and even was up on Roman and Greek uh, concepts of what was healthy sexuality. And so, you know, just being married to him mm. made me conscious of the fact that most astrology books never mention sex at all. So, in the experimentation aspect of Gemini, since they love all kinds of experiments, uh, do you consider yourself to be the test tube? 
I'm a Scorpio. No Scorpios ever attest to. Let's make that very clear. All right. So, so what is a Scorpio then? A Scorpio is someone who knows her own mind, for one thing, but is very into the sensuality, the passion mm. of the feeling of sex, where Gemini is into the whole concept of it. It's really kind of an interesting difference. A Gemini can participate and observe simultaneously, almost as if it were an out-of-body experience. Hold on here, hold on here. Scorpio is always uh, right down and dirty. Let's just get back to that. So uh, a Gemini, <laughs> uh, Scorpio likes to participate and watch at the same time? No, that's Gemini. Oh, Gemini. Okay, because of the of the of the two signs, I would imagine. It's a, it's kind of like you know, the duality yeah. in their nature. Yeah. They are observer and participant simultaneously. All right, I have to ask you this: What sign is the number one sign when it comes to great sex, according to the astrology of great sex? There is no one answer to that question, and I'm sure that the whole audience is heaving a huge sigh of relief because we would be in big trouble if I said it was such and such. No, there is no one sign. What it really comes down to is the two people from signs that are compatible uh-huh. will bring out the best in each other, and those who aren't don't. Hmm. All right, who's the so, best? No, there, there really is no, but I can tell you a few things. For All example, right. Aries are usually quite oral. Okay. Taurans are usually much more tactile. Touch is so important to Taurus. Well, of course. And Virgo as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I like going into stores and touching the merchandise. <laughs> but when it comes to sex, I'm sure your wife would prefer that you keep the touches quite uh, focused. <laughs> I, I, I love how you started dancing on that one. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, uh, I certainly can do an X-rated show. I am not the least shy, especially after collecting thousands of these sex surveys from all over the world. Now, I have to ask you, did you say, hey, listen, I'm writing a book on astrology of great sex. I want to know about your sex life. Now, how did you do this? Well, actually, I did go out in person to a lot of places. Excuse me, Uh, miss. uh, Excuse me. When you get off the pole, I'd like to talk to you about your sex life. How do you do it? You know, I look fairly innocent. If you go to my website and you click on at, um, Myrna, the, the Myrna, about Myrna, yeah. you'll see a picture of me, and I'm not threatening. Was that you in but the nun suit? Was, 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 really was, was that you dressed up like the nun? <laughs> no, that really would have worked. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, obviously, I didn't put it quite that way. And also, the sex survey, which is at the back of the book, mm-hmm. starts out quite innocuously. It starts out with things like, you know, when you meet someone for the first time, what is it that, you know, you find appealing? What don't you find appealing? It starts out very innocently. So then it gets into things that are a lot more intense, like how much time do you want to spend? Where do you do it? What do you like to do? And the thing that was really quite remarkable, and again, most of these were done through the Internet. My my website went out across the world, and, and I literally got stuff coming in from Lebanon and from Scotland. Um, and But it was wonderful, the fact that people would send me these answers that are so personal. And, of course, most of these came in with, um, I, I said to them, you know, you don't have to tell me your names. Mm-hmm. Send me an email address or send me a street address, and I mailed everybody a gift well, for nice. completing the survey. All right. Which astrological sign is the best kisser? Aries. Generally speaking, it's the sign that rules the mouth. Okay, and I would imagine that since um, since Torians are the touchy people, we have the best hands. You have wonderful hands. I think so. 
I use palm olive soap. <laughs> but Gemini also rules the arms and uh, and hearing, and they're also quite wonderful with touch. Mm-hmm. But it is sound that tends to turn on Gemini, also Libra, also Aquarius. They're all air signs. And in fact, as far as as far as I'm concerned, I really do believe that Aquarius invented phone sex. Really? Mm-hmm. Sure, because if you want to turn on an Aquarian, all you have to do is call a few times a day and say, just wait till you get home. I wonder how or, many of my listeners are Aquarians. <laughs> Anxious to get home right now. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, um, so who would be, which sign does the best with his or her lips? Well, again, since Aries rules mm-hmm. the head and the mouth, they do very well with everything that has to do with the oral end of things. The other signs that tend to be fairly oral, many Scorpios are, and a lot of Capricorns. Now, some signs are much more capable with their bodies. Uh, Leo is pretty remarkable with the body. Uh, Sagittarius, well, Sagittarius men are considered to be the stallions of the zodiac. And those who really mm-hmm. fill that particular description um, may rest on their laurels, as it were, and expect that because of their endowments, that's all that matters. And, of course, that's not necessarily true. But how do you know the responses that you got were true? Why, why lie? Well, if I'm a, like, you know, if, if let's say I'm a Sagittarian and I think I'm the best, then I would give mm-hmm. you the best answers. That the Sagittarian was <laughs> it the best. Really quite work like that. And while it's not a quote unquote double blind study, it is forty four questions long. It's a very lengthy questionnaire. It takes quite a while to fill it out. And if there are discrepancies, it becomes obvious that the person isn't being totally straightforward. But you're doing it anonymously. You're sending it to someone you don't know. You're doing it because you you are getting a kick out of doing it frequently with a partner and comparing answers. So why not tell the truth? And when you know that what you've written is apt to appear in a book, anonymously, of course, yeah. if you find kind of a turn-on to be part of that process, again, why not tell the truth? But who in their really right good, mind who in their right mind would tell a perfect stranger that they're a lousy lover? Well, nobody says that, and I don't ask. I don't, I don't say, judge yourself. I ask you, in effect, to share with me what you'd like, what you appreciate. The whole point of the book is not that you read it, and like what I say about you, but that your lover reads it and learns something that maybe he or she didn't know. What it comes down to is, in, in spite of the so-called sexual revolution, people are still not that open in their relationships about what they do and don't like. I can just see these people who go to these 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 uh, these dating things, you know, where you've got so many minutes at a table and then a bell goes off. <laughs> right. This little guy sitting there saying, so what's saying to the Zodiac you? Oh, yeah, well, just a second. <laughs> Oh, wow, you like this, that, and the other thing. Smack! So how would a couple use your book? They could use it as a way of taking turns to please each other. For example... Did, but hold on, hold on, hold on here. Do you really need a book to do that? Let's look at this in truth. You may have an exceptional marriage where the sex life has remained lively for 30-odd years, and you're really satisfied. Not everybody can say that. And in a book that focuses, as mine does, Mm -hmm. you just might pick up something that comes as a little surprise 
just maybe. But for most people, where they want to try to rev it up a little bit, uh-huh. maybe things have just gotten mundane or they've gotten routine, this book does point <laughs> out ways to sort of spice it up a little. So, you know, like maybe he will be responsible one night to bring in rose petals and sprinkle them around the bed because Pisces women like romance. Yeah, but maybe his wife's allergic to flowers. I don't know. (laughs) Well, hopefully you'll know that. (laughs) You won't bring in flowers. (laughs) You can always play music. I mean, I I think after the movie, was it 10 with Ravel's Bolero? I don't think anyone's using that one anymore. But um, sound turns on the air signs. Water really does turn on the water signs. Cancers love to make love by the water. Okay, so do it on the front lawn when the sprinkler is on, okay. <laughs> I wouldn't advise the front lawn, but the backyard might be okay. Oh, geez. So, but what happens if somebody buys the book and they're reading it and they're looking at their partner and they say, you know what? Even the book agrees we're not compatible. Goodbye. Do you, do you think it's ever too late in a relationship to spark it going and, and get the flame going again? Most of the experience I've had, and I've been doing astrology for 30-odd years, and I have a background in education and in psychology, and most of the experience I have had mm-hmm. is that couples can overcome any number of problems, but if the sex life has really died out, that relationship is in tremendous trouble. You know, I was reading something, and I, and I where I saw it just uh, escapes me right now, but they were saying that since the internet and since people can be so anonymous on these different dating services and dating chat lines that the divorce rate has shot up considerably and that yeah. home sex life has decreased. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not surprised yeah. because you can be anything. Your fantasy life yeah. can take over. It's like an addiction. It truly is. It takes over. It takes you away from... But, of course, this book is all about being very personal. All right, stand by. We've got to be taken away here to a commercial break with the news as the Exxon continues right here on the Talkstar Radio Network from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Are you considering calling a psychic to read your situation? Then consider David Champion, a psychic medium for more than 20 years with thousands of readings under his belt. David Champion will make you feel comfortable. He has proven to be honest and accurate, He's a straight shooter. There's no guesswork. What he sees is what you get. While he is a medium, most of the calls focus on relationships. Not only love, but work, school, neighbors, and more. Need help with finding a job and preparing for the interview? Are you dealing with people who are obstacles in your path? For more information, go to davidchampion.com. $1.50 per minute, paid by credit card, with a minimum of 30 minutes. For your reading with David Champion, call 1-877-702-8598. That's 1-877-702-8598.
Now you can dial in to listen to the Exxon Radio Show from anywhere in the world with Rob McConnell 24-7, 365 by dialing 213-401-0080. That's 213-401-0080. If you have a mobile phone or landline, the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is now at your beck and call at 213-401-0080. That's 213-401-0080, 24-7. 365. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. Nation, welcome back, everyone. Our special guest this hour is Myrna Lamb. She is a professional astrologer, radio personality, and author. She writes a weekly astrology column and hosts a weekly astrology show in Providence, Rhode Island. Her website is www.myrnalamb.com. And the name of her book is The Astrology of Great Sex. Discover your lovers and your own deepest desires. Is there such a thing as... A super match. Oh, there are. There are. But, uh, but I need to explain that in the astrology chart, mm-hmm. each chart can have as many as 1,400 factors in it. Astrology is a huge system. Yeah. But the foundation is the thing called the sun sign. It's kind of like the Freudian id. It's the basis. And on that level, there really are fundamental compatibilities. And the way it works is every other sign. In other words, Aries has the easiest compatibility with Gemini, or backing up with Aquarius. And then if you go forward, Taurus with Cancer, or Taurus with Pisces. Gemini with Leo, or with Aries. Cancer with Virgo, or with Taurus, and so forth. Leo with Libra, and with Gemini. Virgo with Scorpio, and Cancer. Libra with Sag, and Leo. So it keeps skipping over one. And those signs simply relate to each other, in general, most easily. 
when you put two, two people who are side together, mm-hmm. like you and your wife, Taurus, and Gemini, in all likelihood, each of you has planets in the other person's sun sign, which strengthens the compatibility. What's the history of astrology? Who came up with it and made it well, such the yeah. science or, or the parascience that so many people believe it is today? Well, it goes all the way back over 5,000 years. In fact, many years ago when, in fact, Reagan was discovered to be, through his wife, consult, consulting with an astrologer. Gene Dixon, yeah. There were, some, there were several astrologers who were considered possible uh, in that role. I was one of them, and I was interviewed on a radio show, on a TV show, excuse me. And when I went in, there was a very dapper gentleman in a three-piece suit, goatee. I turned to him and said, are you also an astrologer? No, he said, I'm an astronomer. And I thought, aha, we are in for it. So we get into the studio, and I said to the host, you know, would you tell me, please, what is the point of this program? And he said, I think astrology is a crock, and anyone who believes in it is stupid. So I said, well, I'm leaving. He, of course, got frantic because this was public uh, and, and, and live. And I said, look, I will explain, I will answer, but I've never tried to convince. So we go on the air, and he immediately turns to this man, who he introduces as a professor and the head of the Department of Astronomy at Brown University, and asked him, what's your opinion of astrology? And the gentleman said, well, it's been around for about 5,002 years. You know, there just might be something. Do it. Mm-hmm. So it goes back, all the way back, to the earliest recordings of man. And, and I think it has to do with the fact that man always believed that whatever he saw around him must be for him or about him, just as initially he thought that the sun rotated around the earth because he was the center. But 5,000 year, years ago, the, some of the planets that are, in, uh, that are part of today's astrological chart, as well as some of the constellations, weren't even discovered. So how could that go back that far? Astrologers always expected that there would be 12 planets, always. How? And they, they counted the sun and the moon. I can't answer how, but that's what the writings all teach. You know, I have one book that was written, I think, in either the 2nd or the 4th century A.D. by mm-hmm. Ptolemy in Egypt. Um, so there's collections of material that go all the way back 2,000 years. Um, Stonehenge, Indian uh, temples, they're all about alignment of suns and moons and planets. So, so it's been around for just about as long as man-made marks on walls. Okay, so, so in, in your opinion, based on, on the survey that you did, what is the worst astrological combination when it comes to sex? <laughs> there are a few. Um, Aries and Scorpio mm-hmm. is what I call a fatal attraction. It can be phenomenal in bed, but usually the relationship is not. And are there exceptions? Of course. But as a general rule, you put an Aries and a Scorpio together, and it's not smart. <laughs> there are several others that are really pretty difficult Virgo and Aquarius is one that I see frequently, and I can tell you I don't really begin to understand why they can be buddies, Mm -hmm. but um, as a love relationship, the best you can say for it is it's polite but not very warm. Uh, Leo with Virgo is aggravating. Pisces and Virgo is a very hard combination, and one that's truly vastly different, uh, different from each other is Scorpio with Libra, interestingly enough. Have you ever done any um, celebrity profiles, celebrities married to each other, and who's what, and what kind of sex life they should have? In truth, no. I, I've been very concerned with 
my neighbor, as it were, the people who you know on the street. All right, so There's does your neighbor have a good sex life? Who are concerned with um, the rich and famous. I would like to help more people have better marriages, and I think sex is an extremely important part of that. Hmm. So, so tell me, if you've got, let's say, two signs that are not compatible, and, right. you know, Mr. Smith knows that Mrs. Smith, it just isn't happening anymore. Mm-hmm. Is, is there a way that, that they can surmount their astrological compatibility charts and make it work? Yes. Uh, first of all, let's start with the reality that I'm an optimist. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I really do believe in relationships, whereas my mentor in this business did not, but then he'd been divorced five times. Anyway, the point is, the first thing is to recognize that he, whoever he is, or she, whoever she is, mm-hmm. that person is that person. And, and when you find yourself thinking, why is he behaving like that? I would never do it that way. The answer to your next thought has to be, well, of course he wouldn't do it that way. You're not him, and he's not you. The second thing that helps when two people really think very differently, as Gemini and Taurus frequently can, or in my marriage, Gemini and Scorpio, mm-hmm. I find it useful when my husband, the Gemini, has an opinion very different from my own, to ask him, would you please explain to me what was the thought process that brought you to this decision? But isn't that just communication I, that, that every good marriage should have? Well, of course. But what we're talking about here is a good marriage in which two people are not instinctively in sync with each other. And I believe me, I know marriages where people seem to hardly need to make any effort at all <laughs> to relate to each other very comfortably. Mm-hmm. But that's not true in a lot of marriages. And you asked me, is there a way around it? Yes, yeah. there is. And these are a couple of the most important ideas to get around it, to recognize, yes, he's very different from you, but that can still work out fine as long as you accept those differences. And part of it, too, is where each partner expects the other to fill each and every teeny, tiny, specific pinpoint of need and desire. Oh, that's dangerous. It is. And there's no one kind of marriage. I know marriages where there's, frankly, very little sex, and they're okay with it. And I know some marriages that are quite the opposite, and that's great. It's whatever makes the marriage a success. That's all that really matters. It, it truly is. But that requires you being willing to extend yourself for your partner. And there are a lot of people who don't seem to be able to get out of their own space and acknowledge the other person has any right to his or her opinion or desire. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes it difficult. But, but don't you agree that that, would, uh, you know, that doesn't depend on the astrological chart? That depends on the person? Well, let me put it this way. I am a believer, obviously, mm-hmm. or I'd be a fraud and I'm not. Right. I truly believe that you're born with your personality, and in fact, there's more and more evidence of that in the medical community. I believe in nature over nurture. So what does it mean? It means you have your own way of seeing things. Mm -hmm. But in astrology, as I said, there are 1,400 factors in your natal chart. And while the chart is a system of destiny, it contains in it ways that you can choose to behave. You can choose to behave out of what's good or not so good in your nature. That's where the free will comes in. And that's where the ability to learn and adopt new behaviors. So, is it so safe? Relationships work better. Is it safe to say that this behavior, where you can adopt or you can, you know, you can basically choose right from wrong, is available in all of the personal charts, no matter what sign it is in the in the zodiac. Yes and no. If it were that simple, the divorce rate would be low. 
the fact is that a great vast number of people aren't very good at changing and aren't very willing to do that. And they take the attitude of, look, it's my way or the highway. Mm -hmm. And you know that. And it is selfishness, as it is greed, as it is any of the sort of seven deadly sins that undo relationships. So do I believe that any relationship can work? I'm an optimistic person. I'm willing to say, okay, sure. But Mm -hmm. do they? No, they don't. Because too many people are too lazy and they don't want to make it. They don't want to work that hard at a relationship. It's like... But, it's but like won't you? A but won't you? A but won't you? Instead of really recognizing that it's the people at home that are perfect. But won't you find that attitude in every single zodiac sign? To greater or lesser extent, there are some people that are easier to deal with in general. Gemini is one of them. Now, Gemini wants uh. to do what he or she wants when they want and how they want, mm-hmm. but they do it in a way that doesn't necessarily impinge on you. They do it in a way that's sort of like, hey, man, you want to go do your own thing? That's okay. I'm going to go do mine. And it can work. They don't get hysterical about it. Uh-huh. And then there are people who get all worked up and you know, anxious and angry. Mm-hmm. And obviously not their relationships are much more difficult. You know, I here's where I'm coming from with this. If this was such an exact science which I have my doubts about. I'll be honest with you. I, I really don't buy the entire astrology. I certainly don't buy any part of the psychic phenomenon. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to astrology, if it was this parascience that, you know, I, why people buy the newspaper and read the horoscope for, I don't know. But they do. They're happy. It's their life. Wouldn't they teach it in schools? Wouldn't it be they used? In some, in some parts of the world, they do. Do they in India, do? For example, oh, that's in India, for gosh sake. They still think a cow is sacred, so let's not give that too much credit. In Italy, astrology is part of the morning news, all morning long. Oh, yeah, well, you, we'll have that here, too, you know, where people will read the astrology. You know, I used to do that, too, on a morning show because it killed time. <laughs> but when it comes well, to... when it comes to, I believe that there is something to it. Well, of course, you're an astrologer, for gosh everything? sake. You know, you're an astrologer. Of course you believe it. Sure. You know, people will and call you up because they I've believe it. it helps people. You know, if you ask if it's an exact science. Obviously, it's not, but then neither is psychology or psychiatry. And even in medicine, there are many things that were believed and then later found I, I'll tell you something. I would rather pay a psychologist 70 or 80 bucks for an hour than to pay an astronomer or an astrologer 70 or 80 bucks. It's interesting because astrology is a system of counseling. And what it does is it can help you to look at something from a different perspective. But the person who is an astrologer is not a qualified counselor. And I and I think that what happens with the with the paranormal, there are times when people who are desperate because when they go to a psychologist or a professional, they don't like the answers they get. Because, you know, they're, you know, they're saying you have to, you know, the, here's the problem. And when faced with the problem, they don't like that. So they'll go to the psychic, they'll go to the astrologer, who will give them a broader reply or a broader scenario that they can pick and choose the good and say, well, geez. <laughs> I'll tell you, Rob, they don't come to me because <laughs> I'm pretty demanding and I give everybody homework. But I also have a master's degree in psychology. And I did that so I'd be a better astrologer. I don't buy it. 
Okay. I, I really you don't, don't have to. You know, because doing this show, doing this show for doing this show for twenty years, mm-hmm. I have I have seen and heard so much that have shown me that there is more. There is not as much credibility as there is lack of credibility. Hmm. You know, because we we did something. We did like that. I we can did, I can tell you that we did something. We had four. We we incredibly smart and educated and helpful. Well, you know what? We had four astrologers on one time. Gave them all yeah. the exact same information, uh-huh. and we got four complete different charts. Wow! So you know. What does what does John Q. Public, the consumer, do? Go from, like I've seen at Psychic's Fair, they go from psychic to psychic to psychic to psychic until they hear what they want? Let's, let's just take a different example. I have a client who's got a medical condition. Mm-hmm. And he went to a surgeon who said, I want to operate. Yeah. And then he went to another specialist who said, let's approach it this way. Mm-hmm. And he went to a third specialist who said, let's approach it that way. Okay. How different is that from three astrologers giving you three different interpretations of the same picture? Well, because people, for some unknown reason, will listen to an astrologer or a psychic sight unseen before they do a medical professional. You and I have to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. Exonation, more with our special guest this hour, Myrna Lamb, on the other side of this break. Don't go away. <laughs> I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings, slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From Out of the Woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com.
Axel Nation, welcome back, everyone. Our special guest this hour is Myrna Lamb. And um, first of all, Myrna, thanks very much for joining us. We wish you a lot of success with your book. It sounds like a great book, Astro- The Astrology of Great Sex. Discover your lovers and your own deepest desires, www.myrnalamb.com. I just wanted to go back hmm. to one thing. Sure. And that's Taurus with the Gemini. In the book, when you open to that page, you'll see that I, I, I characterize Taurus and Gemini as friends and lovers. Mm-hmm. Because on the friendship side, absolutely always get along famously. And you each have attributes that really don't balance the other. Gemini is a sign of experimentation. You bring in liveliness. Taurus brings in stability and security. And all in all, what it comes down to is even with the differences between the two of you, mm-hmm. it often leads to a lasting and loving relationship based on full acceptance of many differences. That's right out of the book. Okay, you know, where I have a problem with horoscopes, and I'm not asking you to defend it, because you know what? There are, there are people, like you said, around the world who, who the first thing they do is they go to their morning newspaper and read the horoscope. For example, this is my horoscope for today. Personal issues and conflicts take much of your attention today. Do your best to get your normal workday in order and focus on tasks at hand. Unusual events might cause changes in your schedule. A dear friend sheds new light on an old subject this evening. Your fortunate astrological number for today is 437. Your financial outlook for today is poor. Your compatible sign for today is Scorpio. Well, let let me tell you something. This has been one of the best days I've had. I've signed three contracts today. Great. So, you know, when it says uh, over here that my financial outlook for today is poor, it couldn't be more wrong. Okay, first of all, there's no way I can defend those daily columns at all. I don't know why they exist. Frankly, I don't get them. Because there's no way that anyone can write anything that's going to be right for one-twelfth of the world's population. Exactly. That's my point. Of course, but when I do a horoscope, it's one individual person born at one specific mm-hmm. moment in one part of the globe, and there are 1,400 factors that are unique to that chart. It's totally different from what you just quoted. And yet, there are hundreds, if not millions, of people who read their horoscope from that source today. And they'll find something in there that fits them, as, for example, the last sentence, that you would be dealing with a Scorpio today, and here I am. Mary, I want to th- Myrna, I want to thank you so much for joining us. We have to say so long for today. Continued success. Sex Own Nation. Myrna Lamb has been our guest. The Astrology of Great Sex. Discover your lovers and your own deepest desires. Well, that's it for tonight, XO Nation. We'll be back tomorrow night at 10 o'clock as once again we cross the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. So if you have a child at home, give them a hug, give them a kiss, tell them they are loved because the children of today are the leaders of tomorrow and take care of yourselves and each other so until we meet back here in the exxon tomorrow night i want you to do a couple of things if you can make someone happy make someone smile do something good for somebody open up a door help an elderly person with their with their with their groceries whatever and always keep your eyes to the sky and your heart to the light good night everyone take me home 
Are you ready to learn the business skills you need to accelerate your career? The Ohio State University Fisher College of Business is now offering its highly ranked working professional MBA entirely online. Whether you choose to attend on campus, online, or a mix of both, you're in control, balancing the demands on your busy schedule. Don't wait. Start your personalized MBA journey this fall. Visit go.osu.edu slash WPMBA to learn more and apply. The Ohio State University Max M. Fisher College of Business, where principled leaders are created. Dad deserves double the thanks this year. So this Father's Day, give him the power tool system that has everything for every job. The RYOBI One Plus tool system now on special buy. Over 260 RYOBI tools powered by one interchangeable 18-volt battery. And for a limited time, when you make a qualifying RYOBI purchase, you get one select tool or battery free. Feels like Father's Day at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Offer valid through July 31st, 2022. Valid at participating stores and online. Limit one per transaction.